Kathy Davidson, and I would like you to join me from here at Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. My heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. You are with us to save us, to deliver us, to set us free, to justify us, to sanctify us, to redeem us, and to bring us back to you. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that she could attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this meeting, your grace. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. If we will turn to first epistle of John chapter 2, we are talking about walking like Jesus walked. In verse 6, he that saith, he abideth in him, and that is in Jesus. He that saith, he abideth in Jesus, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. If you say that you are a disciple and you abide in Jesus, you need to walk like Jesus walked. That is possible. Now turn with me to Matthew 10. We're going to go through quite a few scripture today, but we're setting up a groundwork. Matthew 10, verse 24. This is Jesus speaking. And he makes an astonishing statement. He said, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. The disciple, we call ourselves disciples. If we are born again and we are endeavoring to walk after Jesus, then we call ourselves disciples. Is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master. Did you know you could be as your master. Do you know that you could be at a level that he's at? Have you ever considered that? If you have never considered that, you do not know the power of the gospel. You do not know the power of the gospel if you don't think you can be as your master. I want to read that again because we're going to need to look at this. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. So, if we say that we can do the works of Jesus without doing it the way he did it, we are saying that we are above our master, that we are greater than him. If we don't do it the way Jesus did it, but we say that we do his works, then we are saying we are greater than our master. And that is impossible. It is impossible. All right. Now, with that, turn to John 5. And I'm going to read verse 19. This is our master. This is our shepherd. Verse 19. And then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself. We looked at this last week. We're going to look at it again. The Son can do nothing of himself. We know this by the scriptures that Jesus emptied himself of all his godly ability when he came to this earth to walk as a man. Divested himself of all his divinity 
As R.W. Schambach said, he laid it all down to come to earth so he could do nothing of himself. That's the way we are. We can do nothing of ourselves. That's why Jesus did it that way, to show us how. He is our example. He, the Son, can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. Whatsoever thing he doeth, the Father, these also doeth the Son likewise. Right here we know the Father is the one that did the miracles. The Father did the miracles through Jesus. Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, The Spirit, the Lord has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. The Father anointed Jesus to do that. Jesus couldn't do it. He had to do it with the Father working in him. He is our example. That's how we do it. The Father, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God in us does the work. We do nothing. And Jesus does a great way right here of telling us how that's done. He said the Son can do nothing of himself, but, but what he seeth the Father do. If you have the Holy Ghost in you, and if you've ever had that anointing work in you, you know exactly what Jesus is saying. Because that Holy Ghost is working in you right in front of you. And all you have to do is follow it. It is the Holy Ghost in Jesus that did the works. That's what Jesus said. I could only do what the Father is doing. He does the works and I follow him. We obey the Spirit of God. We walk in the Spirit. It is so much fun to obey the Spirit of God. Because you see, you hear, you feel that spirit in you moving around, speaking, telling you what to say, telling you what to do with your hands, telling you what to do with your feet. You dancers know this. You're fully the anointing. God says, dance the feet, go. But it's the spirit of God that is doing it in you. All you're doing is being led by the spirit. Jesus was led by the spirit. He tells you right here. But what he seeth the Father do. It says, for what things soever the Father doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Jesus was led of the Spirit of God. He was led of the Spirit of God. He could do no works on his own. He is our example. If you say that you are a disciple of Jesus and you can do the works of Jesus did without doing it being led by the Spirit like Jesus was, you are saying that you are greater than your master. Your master, your master could do nothing of himself. Your master, your Lord could do nothing of himself. Now go to verse 36, same chapter. John 6, he said, but I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works, the works, which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Look at this. The works that the Father has given me to finish. Jesus had works that he had to do on this earth. The Father gave him the works. And Jesus being led by the Spirit did those works. 
They were already preset what Jesus was going to do. It was not Jesus that went to the gathering in the wilderness. It was the Spirit of God that led him to the, the gathering. It was the Spirit of God that put him on the boat. He said, get on the boat. Jesus got on the boat. He said, go to the other side. Jesus goes to the other side. He gets a big storm. Why? Because the devil doesn't want to let go of the gathering. You're going to find, oh, Lord, are you going to find that when you are being led of the Spirit, you're going to run into some resistance. And sometimes you've got to take care of the resistance before you can get the work that you're out there to do first. And Jesus was led of the Spirit, led by God over to the gathering. Now, if you will turn with me, I want to show you how our master did the works. Mark 1, verse 32. Here is our master at work, being led of the Spirit. It said, At evening, when the sun did set, they brought unto Jesus all that were diseased, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And Jesus healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils. Remember, it's the Spirit of God in Jesus doing the works. Who do you think sent all the people to the door? The Spirit of God. And he suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And now look what Jesus does. This is our master. This is our example. This is our Lord. This is who we want to follow, and we want to be just like him. It says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Have you ever considered that your master, our Messiah, had to pray? He had to pray. Why? Because it wasn't him doing the works. He was a man like you and I. He had to pray. Had to. He had just done a lot of work here, and now he had to get himself back up. And he had to go in a solitary place a great while before day. If your master had to pray like that, do you think you'd have to do that too? Do you think you got to pray like the master to do the master's works? Jesus prayed. He had to. He walked like you and I. Turn with me to Luke 5. And I'm going to go to verse 15. It says, but so much the more. There went a fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to hear him. And to be healed by him of their infirmities. Woo, this man's famous now. He's got a crowd. And what does he do? Verse 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And pray. He wasn't always in front of the crowds. He prayed. He had to pray. To walk in the power that he walked in, he had to pray. If our master had to pray. And in another area, it says he prayed all night. He had to pray all night. To name the disciples and also to heal the, the multitudes that day. He had to pray all night. If our master had to pray like that, to do those works, if we want to do those works, we are going to have to pray like Jesus prayed. Turn with me to 1 John 17. 
Jesus had works that the Father gave him to do. Jesus went and did all the works that the Father gave him to do. He didn't just go out on his own. He didn't just take the, the power of the Holy Ghost and go pick something. He did the works that the Father led him to do if he is our master. And we say that we can do the works that he did without that prayer. We are saying that we are greater than our master. Now, I want us to go to John 17, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. This is Jesus praying to the Father. It begins, and these words spake Jesus, and he lifted up his eyes in heaven and said, Father, whoa, right there. I want to make out this point that everybody understands this. Jesus is standing on earth, and he lifts up his eyes to heaven, and he says, Father, the hour has come. Jesus and the Father are not the same person. One's on earth, one's in heaven. The one on earth is talking to the one in heaven. He is not talking to himself. You got that? They are two individuals. Thank God they are two individuals. And one of those gods became a man and came down here because he loved us. And look at what he says. And these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. I love this chapter. The hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may glorify thee. Thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Two separate individuals. Now, verse 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished my work. I have finished my work, which thou gavest me to do. Jesus does one more work as a man. Here in this chapter is a prayer to the Father just before he goes to the cross. He has one more work to do. That is the death, burial, and crucifixion, the very reason he came. Let's take a look at this. Jesus, a man, a man is getting ready to go to the cross. He's got one more work. Last week we talked about Jesus in the garden and how he had to get his spirit above his flesh so that he could go to the cross. His spirit had to become above his flesh. And in the garden, his flesh was at war with the spirit. And he had to overcome that flesh, and he did. And he heads, he heads to the cross. He goes to Calvary. I want us to go to Hebrews 9, 14. There is something in this verse that is so precious and so powerful. Hebrews 9, verse 14. It says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, next phrase, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Let us take a look at that. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Who offered himself through the spirit, that eternal spirit? Jesus was a man. 
He was a man. He could do nothing on his own. Now he's got to get on the cross. He's got to go through the scourging as a man. He's got to go through the trial as a man. He's got to get on that cross as a man. And he's got to die as a man. And then he has to go to hell as a man. And he's got to be raised from the dead as a man. How? How is a man going to do that when the man says, I can do nothing of myself? How does he do it? This verse answers it. Who through the eternal spirit? Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? That eternal spirit was with Jesus in the scourging. He was with Jesus in the scourging. How do you think that a man could pay for all our sickness and disease if the spirit of God wasn't with him? Then he's just a man getting beat. But he's not here. He is a man without sin that is getting a scourging for you and me. That eternal spirit made sure he was there so that it was our sicknesses and our diseases he was being scourged for. He was a man. It was the spirit of God with him that he took the beatings for you and I that our diseases would be taken care of. It was a man that went to the cross, but that eternal spirit with him, with him, had a man take my sin and your sin and your curses and my curses on a man's body that can do nothing. That eternal spirit with Jesus. Jesus gave himself and that eternal spirit went with him to make sure that all our sin went on a man's body. Otherwise, it's a waste of a man's life. Jesus went as a man. He could do nothing. But it was the eternal spirit that went with him. He was with him in the crucifixion who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Jesus got himself there without spot, without sin, but that sin had to get on him somehow and Jesus is a man. He has no powers. How are we going to get all our sins on that man? The eternal spirit. The eternal spirit. Isaiah 53. Let's go there. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Verse 5. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon that body. That Jesus. And with his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord. That's Jehovah. Laid on Jesus. A man. A man. That can do nothing. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Do you see how the Jesus and the eternal spirit, that Holy Ghost, that spirit of God work together? Work together. 
to make sure that man died on the tree, to make sure that that man took my sin on him. Don't you ever look at that cross without realizing your sins were on that body. Your sins, not just your neighbor's sins, your sins, your iniquities, your curses. Your curses were put on that body, and then that man who could do nothing died. And he went to hell, and as a man, he paid for my sins, and he paid for your sins, and he paid dearly. It says in Psalm, I believe it is 88, that the wrath of God is pouring over me, and that is a man's soul saying that. He couldn't get himself out of hell. He was just a man. He could do nothing. That's what he told us. And you know what? The word of God, the scripture cannot be broken. So he goes to hell paying for you and paying for me. And it is beautiful because that spirit of God, three days time, with him suffering as a man in hell, verse 11 of Isaiah 53, he shall see, the father shall see, he shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By thy knowledge shall my righteous servant, oh, that's what they called him, the righteous servant, justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. What a work. What a work. And I want to remind you, when he was raised from the dead, it says in Romans 8, the Spirit of God, if that Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will also quicken you. Three days' time, I love it. The Father said, that's enough. That's enough. Not just for Jesus. That's enough for Kathy. That's enough for Kathy. That's enough for you. The Father said, that's enough. Jesus came out of the grave forgiven of every sin ever committed. Every sin ever committed. The sins I committed. It was enough. My Sins were forgiven when Jesus came out of that grave. So were yours. The power of God. I love it. When you read those scriptures, it says there was an earthquake. There must have been. There must have been. It wasn't just a man coming out of the grave. It was sin was gone. What did John the Baptist said? Behold the man that taketh away the sin of the world. And he had just done that. No more sin. He broke every curse. Every curse that came from the law was broken. Every curse that I had ever had on me was broken when he came out of that grave. How can we not rejoice? How can we not walk in this power? How can we not use it? How can we not make it ours? Everything was done concerning you, your justification, your righteousness, your healing, your prosperity, your safety, 
Your security was done when the father said, that's enough. It's enough. Come out of there. We came out with him. We just don't want to walk in it. But we came out with him. We came out justified. We came out healed. We came out prosperous. We came out secure. We came out in safety. We just don't want to apply it. And how did Jesus apply it? He prayed. He prayed. He believed. He prayed. He was a man just like you and I. And we're going to finish real quick here. We're going to show you our work. Our work. Jesus had works he had to do. We have a work. John 6, 28. They said unto them, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? You want to know what your work is walking with Jesus? It's right here. What shall we do that we might work the works of God? How are we going to do this? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he sent. When you put your faith with that gospel, when you put your faith with what Jesus accomplished for you in the death, burial, and resurrection, you cannot help but do the works. You can't help but do the works. Your faith is in the gospel. It is not in a religion. It is not in a building. It is not in a book. Your faith is in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your faith is in what Jesus did for you in the death, burial, and resurrection. There is your work, and there's plenty of it. There is plenty of it. Do you want that kind of power? That was a man that cast out devils. That was a man that healed all the sick. That was a man. That was a man. And you know what? You can do the same works. Jesus said you could. In John 5, I think it is. He said, greater works will you do than I did. Greater works. Why? Because he goes to the Father. Now you've got a team working. Greater works will you do. Do you want to walk in that power? Do you want to walk in that ability? Do you want to know? Know Jehovah and his son Jesus. I mean know them. One on one. It is possible. You must be born again first. How are you born again? You're going to pray. And you're going to ask Jesus to come into your heart. When you do that, you have his spirit. Enter into your heart and you too become one flesh. And then you got a shepherd. You got a shepherd. It is his desire that you be one of his. It is his desire. He didn't waste the cross on you. It is his desire that you become one of his. And how do you do that? Repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead. Because I'm not talking to a dead man. I believe you were raised from the dead. Heal me. Lead me. Fix me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. 
You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.